What is up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show and the Aftershocks podcast. And I just wanted to remind you that if you are a podcast listener to the Classic Metal Show or Aftershocks or the Shockwave Skull Sessions, which you all should be, you can now get all three in one location. That's right, one location. It is on the CMS Podcast Network. That's right. Just go to anchor.fm slash CMSPN, as in CMS Podcast Network. Just go there. Make sure you subscribe. No matter which platform you're using, there's links to all of them there, whether it's Apple or Pocket Casts or Breaker or CastBox or whatever. Whatever you use, it is there. So get yourself subscribed to the CMS Podcast Network, and you will get three, I mean three, great shows all in one location. So do it today. Subscribe to the CMS Podcast Network. That is anchor.fm slash CMSPN. Do it! It's the three-legged dog, which uh, features any apiece or apathy, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Uh, an album both uh, Chris and I quite a bit. Yeah? What are we doing here? What the fuck happened? I'm not sure. Oh, there we go. Now we're back. Oh, All right. Oh. All right. But anyway, uh, a great uh, CD. I can't believe it's been uh, over 10 years since that was released. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I don't give a shit what these fucking faggots in the chat room are whining about. Are they really whining about this album? Believe me, this album is kick ass. If you uh, download it, it's called Three Legged Dog. Uh, it was really a kick ass disc. It sounds like Creed, man. I don't think this sounds like Creed at all. Typical 90s sounding shit, man. Really? Shut up. I didn't think that at all. It's fucking a bunch of 80s guys, you dicks. Yeah. It's what's his name? Um, LeMaster or McMaster? J- not, not Jason. What's his name? McMaster. Whatever his name is. The guy that was in Bonham. Yeah. That- that guy and Vinny Apice sounded great. I love it. Fuck this. Fuck the chat room. Bunch of stupid cunts. Remember Vinny called us and he said that he was taking his band out to the movies. Yeah. He was out with Alice Cooper at the movies. Yeah. He was at the movies and he was just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go into the movie theater here in a couple of minutes, but uh, I thought I'd call you guys. Yeah. <laughs> How cool was that? It was just like, yeah, we're, you know, we're just kind of like we're on tour, but you know, I just thought, uh, we would go out to the movies, but I had a few minutes here. So I thought I'd call you guys. Yeah. That was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it was. It was fun. Yeah. But I, I, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I know I probably talked about this on the show at one point, but, mm-hmm. um, when, um, Vinny was on tour with heaven and hell. Yeah. Which, which, which basically was black Sabbath with, mm-hmm. you know, without Ozzy. Um, Vinny, I, I went to the show at, uh, all state arena 
And it was a phenomenal show. And you saw it like a week or two later. I think you were at, uh, where, where were you at the, uh, was it Nautica? I don't think it was Nautica. Was that, what was the other place that doesn't tower city amphitheater? That's the place. And, um, he came into the, to the, um, I guess the meet and greet room, I guess. Right. And he was just like, Hey, where's Neely? He's like yelling out, where's Neely? And I was just like, Hey man, I'm over here. And he goes, yeah, come with me, dude. And he took me out of the meet and greet room. Right. And we went to his private dressing room and we just kind of hung out and just kind of chit chatted and talked and stuff. But that was fucking cool. Yeah, it was, you know, he was just like, yeah, I'm not really interested in meeting anybody else here, but <laughs> I'm just here to talk to you because I knew you were going to be here tonight. Sure. And then, and then like a week, I don't even think it was a week later. It was like days later mm-hmm. you hooked up with Vinny. Yeah. And I think it was like the second go round. I didn't go to the show. Mm hmm. And you met up with him and, and you were just like, Hey man, it was really cool to meet you. Thanks for having me back. And he was just like, yeah, we were in Chicago like the other night. And I was kind of like disappointed that Neely didn't ask me to come out to the show. <laughs> right. do, you remember, do you remember that at all? I do. I do remember that. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I was kind of like, kind of like bummed out that he didn't like ask to come out to the show. And I was just kind of like looking forward to, you know, you know, hooking up and just sure. like hanging out. And, you know, I was surprised he didn't uh, reach out and say, Hey man, I want to come to the show. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys, they know like three guys in any town. So they yeah. want to come out to every show. Of course. Yeah. But then he put out that three legged dog and, and, um, you know, he interviewed with us and he was just like, yeah, I'm out here at the movie theater, you know, with Alice Cooper and, we're we're going to the movies and I had a couple of minutes and I thought I'd like, you know, give Check you a in. call. You right. know? It's like, wow, that's fucking cool, man. Yeah, it was cool. Dude, speaking of cool, I chatted with his brother the other day. Carmine. Car- yeah, Carmine, yeah. That was like the coolest chat ever. It we we talked for maybe two minutes about this vanilla fudge thing that he's doing. It's a okay. Vanilla Fudge doing the immigrant song and then Vanilla Fudge um, covering the Supremes for an album. It's like, whatever. You know, we talked like two minutes of that, but he just told me some killer Led Zeppelin stories. There you go. And some killer John Bonham stories. And man, I was little kid in the fucking candy store. Of course. Well, see, see, and and I'm not going to try to steal your thunder at all because, because, I've run into Carmine on a couple of occasions at Nam, and he's out there hawking. He, you know, he has a book he put out like two or three years ago, but he's Mm -hmm. still out there hawking it. And my nephew and I, we were at Nam like two years ago, and he's got his own little booth over there where he's hawking drumsticks and stuff. Yeah, and and it's got his like signature on it and his little logo and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's like pointing out all these drumstick stuff. Right. 
And he was just like, yeah, you know, I was the first one on top of the whole branding thing. And I was, you know, I was branding these things because he got his like handlebar mustache thing right on his drumsticks. And he was just like, yeah, look at this. You know, I was branding my drumsticks like years ago and I like had a market on this and a whole corner on this. And, you know, and he was explaining the whole thing to us. And it's like, this is Carmine a piece, right? Sure. You know, explaining to us how he's branding his drumsticks. Yep. It's like, who are we? We're two dumb fucks walking through Nam. <laughs> you know, but he took the time to talk to us about this. Right. And we were just like, holy shit, this is Carmine a piece mm-hmm. telling us about his branding his drumsticks. Yeah. No, he's 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 good, man. He de- he's definitely good, and and he tells good stories and. I'm actually pretty excited for people to hear this interview because he was talking a lot about, I I guess Led Zeppelin opened for vanilla fudge in 1969 and Carmine was pretty influential on John Bonham's drum kit. And he tells the whole story. It was a great story. It was something I'd never heard before. I was like, wow, that's some real rock fucking history there. Sure it is. Well, well, tell tell the biggest get from that interview. Oh, yeah, I did. I did get off a of Carmine and the Rockers question. <laughs> I definitely did throw out a Carmine and the Rockers question. Carmine and the Rockers. Yep. <laughs> Which included, of course, Vinny Vincent or Vicky Vincent. Yeah. I just asked him a quick, you know, I... I what was the question? The question was, which band in your history did you ex- did you think was going to be bigger than it was? Did you think it was going to be King Cobra, or did you think it was going to be Blue Murder, or Carmine and the Rockers? Or, you know, I just I just threw Carmine and the Rockers in there. Well, of course, you had to throw Carmine and the Rockers, <laughs> and he just glossed right over it. Right, of course, <laughs> he. he he probably didn't want anybody to even acknowledge that that existed. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, great interview. Um, I'm not sure when it's coming out, but sometime in the next month or so it'll be out. So, And where can you find that, Chris? Where can uh, you find that interview? That'd be on the CMS Podcast Network, of course, cmspn.com, or any of the 900,000 podcast feeder sites. Uh, I, I kind of want to promote that. Uh, you know, that web page that you put up there because, you know, obviously people like to go to a place where they can find stuff that's, uh, you know, readily available. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's CMS PN or. Mm-hmm. Yep. CMS okay. podcast network. Okay. CMS PN standing for podcast network.com. Correct. And uh, you can go over there and find uh, the CMS as well as Shockwaves as well as uh, Aftershocks. I, I don't know why I can't remember Aftershocks. Mm. All right. So there you go. You can find three great podcasts all in one place. All in one place, all for one great low price of free. Of nothing. Nothing at all. It costs you nothing. Yeah. Because both Chris and I ask our, work our asses off every day of the week 
so you can get stuff for nothing. Yeah. Shit. I had two free hours this morning at six o'clock in the morning and I built that fucking website. There you go. You know, it, it never stops around here. There you are. It's always going. So you get free audio for nothing. That's right. You get the show for nothing. You mm -hmm. get interviews for nothing. And all you have to do is download it or uh, put it on your phone or wh whatever. <laughs> Subscribe, follow, whatever it's supposed to be. Exactly. It costs you nothing. Yeah. Because we shoulder the uh, financial burden, whatever that is. Yeah. Well, I'm starting to catch up. <laughs> Where Where's the money involved in this? How come I'm not making money from this, man? Take it easy, Mark. Where's the money? How come I'm not making coin, man? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no coin to make. Yeah. There's no I guess money. there is, but yeah, I don't. Just, well, after reading the whole Joe Rogan story. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's transphobic, man. We yeah. can't put this podcast on our network, man. Yep, can't be. Shut up. Yeah. Well, talking about a um, a uh, entity that is into making money, and as you should, it's a capitalistic system. Mm-hmm. Live Nation yes. has launched a new initiative to temporarily turn venues it owns into polling sites for the 2020 elections. Thank God. I was wondering if I could get to vote at the Agora. Now it looks like I can. <laughs> Well, you know, Live Nation, they're nonpartisan, of course. Of course. Of course. They certainly don't support any uh anyone to the left or to the right. They they're they're, you know, pretty neutral. Yeah, sure they are. <laughs> the concert industry giant said Wednesday that it is discussing with the local officials the feasibility of converting over a hundred venues across the country mm -hmm. so far live nation confirmed four venues oh good four out of a hundred that's good will serve as a polling site great the will turn theater in hollywood which i've been to the hollywood palladium in Los Angeles. Okay. Emo's in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. And Buckhead Theater in Atlanta. Yeah. The Fillmore in Philadelphia is also at the final stages of the vetting process. Oh, great. So Live Nation getting in on the quote unquote the voting process. Well, I look forward to flying to one of these fine venues so that I can go and vote. Well, you're not a resident of that state, my friend. Does that really matter in this election? No, you can just vote wherever you want to. Whatever. I can mail in 40, 50 ballots from anywhere. So what difference does it make? Sure, why not? Of course. Live Nation has 
has stepped up the up to the mic in providing our community safe. Ugh. I'm I'm tired of that word safe. Mm-hmm. In person voting experiences at two iconic music venues. That is. Uh, L.A. County Register, Recorder, County Clerk, Dean Logan said, it is collaborations such as this that demonstrate the spirit of community engagement and the strength of our democracy. Next thing you know, they're going to follow this up with an announcement that at this polling place, Anybody that votes will get to see Pearl Jam tonight. And anybody that votes at this place will get to see Rage Against the Machine tonight. Right. And guess who's going to be at this fucking shitball club? J.J. French. <laughs> He's going to be playing a, an acoustic set of right. twisted sister favorites at this club. And he'll be wearing a mask at another club, but Paul Stanley will be playing at this club only for people that vote. And wear a mask. And wear a mask. And, and who don't vote vote for Trump. Just well, the, that's that was kind of my <laughs> point. <laughs> the people that are gonna go and see Pearl Jam are not gonna be fucking Trump voters. Right. The move to make the concert venues into polling places follows a similar effort spurred by the NBA players last month after the Milwaukee Bucks led a one-game strike. <laughs> a one-game One whole game. In response to the police shooting of Jacob Blake, he deserved it, in Kenosha, mm -hmm. uh, as part of the deal to restart the playoffs. The deal to restart yeah. the playoffs. Should have fired every one of them. Yeah, fuck you, pals. Yeah, you're fired. Right. The league and players mandated that NBA team owner arenas must work with local election officials to turn the facilities into voting locations. Thank God for that. The handful of teams, including the Atlanta Hawks, Detroit Pistons, and Charlotte Hornets had already announced their arenas would serve as polling places. Mm -hmm. And they were soon followed by the Indiana Pacers, the New York Knicks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Orlando Magic, and San Antonio Spurs, and more. Thank God. And, and since everybody's watching the NBA these days, I'm sure a lot of people cared. Right. So when you vote uh, in November, Chris, will mm -hmm. will you be uh, traveling out to the uh, Gund Arena to to cast your vote? Depends on where LeBron tells me I need to go. Well, you know, LeBron is the end all be all when it comes to telling you where to be. Well, that's it. So if LeBron tells me I should go to the Gund Arena, I will go there. Of course. As part of the efforts to turn venues into polling places, Live Nation has partnered with the Nonpartisan non Business Coalition, yeah. Civic Alliance, and more than a vote, a voting advocacy group 
formed this summer by LeBron James. Oh, so it's really a nonpartisan. Yeah, it's nonpartisan because, you know, LeBron has said that, uh, you know, he, do- he doesn't really have a, he doesn't pick a side. No, not at all. <laughs> LeBron James. How did this fucking guy become so powerful in the media and sports? Because they all fucking suck up to him. Why? Because he can dribble a basketball and throw a, you know, dunk hoops or whatever. I don't get it. I, I, I didn't get it his first time here. I didn't get it when he came back here. Fuck him. You know, I, I'm not, I've never been a fan of LeBron James. He's a fucking piece of shit. As far well, as I'm I, again, I, I remember listening, uh, back in the early two thousands mm-hmm. when he was still a kid in high school. Yeah. And you know, obviously he has talent to dunk a basketball. He has great talent at, at basketball, but he's dumb as a stump. That's but, the problem again, what, because he can, and I'm going to go back to the whole music thing that you made a point of last, you know, the last segment, mm-hmm. just because he wrote a good song. What does, what makes him an expert on anything because he can dunk a basketball or dribble down the court. What makes him an expert at anything other than dribbling a ball? He's an uneducated idiot. Yeah, is what he is, and he's getting people hurt and killed. Well, in real life. Well, again, he went directly from high school mm-hmm. to the NBA. Yeah, he's got zero life experience. Right, None. zero. Mm-hmm. And he went from being a high school kid to being a well-paid NBA star. Yeah. So, how does that make him an expert on anything? Uh, because he's famous. <laughs> okay. That's, that's all it takes these days. You just got to be famous. Doesn't matter that you have no fucking knowledge of anything. If you're famous, you can say, and, and I, and I, you know what? They're not saying it. I'll fucking say it. He should be fucking held responsible for getting those two cops killed or, or shot. I don't shot, think or shot. Yeah, not they died. The, yeah. the two, the two cops in LA. Yeah. Cause he's the one that, that made the big statement about being targeted and being targeted. And then fucking somebody went out there and targeted two police officers. He should be fucking held accountable for that shit. Well, I agree. You know. We can't even leave our houses without being hunted. Really? Yeah. Is that how it is? And you from your Bel Air mansion? Well, talk, talk to Jericho green, who, who you're wearing your green gear tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Jericho green tells talks about his day to day life where he leaves his house and he isn't hunted. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. He's uh, by converting the, the uh, concert venues into voting locations. I guess there's no agenda there, right? Oh, live nation is creating a safe. Here we go again. Safe. Mm-hmm. I walk out of my house every fucking day mm-hmm. and granted I am a white guy. If you see me on this, on the CMS TV, yeah, I'm a white guy. Yeah. So it, so it looks, uh, but I don't feel unsafe leaving my house 
And I don't think that uh, anybody that I know in my neighborhood, and believe me, there there are people of color mm-hmm. who live within my vicinity. Sure. I see them waiting out the bus stop every day and so on and so forth. I don't think any of them feel unsafe by walking out the confines of their door. Yeah. You know where I would feel unsafe? At the voting booth at the fucking Agora in Cleveland. Right. I would feel tremendously unsafe to go down to the Agora to that fucking shitbag neighborhood to vote. Wouldn't you? I would. I would feel unsafe there. Don't tell me about how these are safe places. Fuck you. Would you feel safe going down and parking at the fucking Quicken Loans Arena or whatever it's called now? Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse? <laughs> what what do they call it? These Rocket days? Mortgage Fieldhouse. Is that what it is? Yeah. Would you feel safe going down there, parking down there, being a white guy and voting? No. I wouldn't. Fuck that. Yeah. I'd be going with my pistol. (laughs) All right. Well, creating a safe and convenient way for people to exercise their right to vote. You mean right to vote Democrat. That's Mm -hmm. what you're really saying. Yeah. Said Michael Tyler. Uh, more than a vote, EVP of public affairs. What is that? EVP? Executive vice president. Okay. Of public affairs. Similar to the sports arenas, more than a vote has worked to convert into voting locations. Many of Live Nation's venues are located in the heart of the community where they are committed to empowering in this election and offer the same COVID protection mm-hmm. due to their large capacity. Great. <laughs> because everybody's got that virus, right? Yeah. Remember, remember two, almost three, I guess it was almost three weeks ago. If it wasn't three, I guess it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think it was longer. We talked about the um, the bike rally in Sturgis, or okay. yeah. In in uh, have you heard anything negative about that at all? Heard that thousands of people are dead in the streets. <laughs> That's what I heard. I heard that when you when you ride your motorcycle now in Sturgis, you got to weave around the dead bodies from COVID. That's what I hear is going on there now. A quarter million people attended that thing. All dead. (laughs) Every one of them died. (laughs) Every single one of them got COVID nearly. Did you hear anything about that on a negative level? Every one of them kaput, gone. (laughs) I heard Ruth Bader Ginsburg was there. Now look at her. (laughs) Dead. You know who was there playing drums? Lee Kearslake. Right. Dead. Yeah. He was playing an Aussie tribute band at the, uh, at the Sturgis bike rally. Uh, It was called, I don't breathe. Right. So here it is. It's uh, three weeks later. Mm -hmm. Not a word. No, of course not. Not a word. Nope. Bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So there you are. The stir and I guess they're having one in the Ozarks. I guess there's a bike rally in the Ozarks. Mm-hmm. And they're all like doing their bike rally thing. And they're just like, yeah, we're not fucking afraid of anything. Fuck that. Well, and that's the way it should be. Fuck Paul Stanley and his fucking masking. Yeah. You don't want to guess what, Paul? You don't want to be around it. Don't go. Yeah. Stay home, cocksucker. <laughs> you mean that literally or figuratively? I'm just going by what I've heard. All right. But I'm I'm just saying that the uh, Sturgis bike rally took place, uh, I think it was three, almost four weeks ago already. Mm-hmm. And um, didn't hear a fucking thing about the backlash or the residuals of that. Nope. And people came from all parts of the country from that and nothing. They're probably just not testing and reporting, Neely. Yeah, I know. They're just hiding in their homes, dying. All right. I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> we'll talk about other faggot, uh, you know, restrictions. Yes. <laughs> Here's the thing that just, it just drives me crazy that we're so afraid. Mm-hmm. We're so not we, but, but the, um, what do you want to call the, uh, infinite wisdom that everything's going to kill us? Yeah. New York is to finally enforce the, I hate to say this, but I'm going to ask for a drum roll. The plastic bag ban. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Really? It's going to kill us all. (sighs) Just like to say that I am very happy for the life and welfare of porpoises and turtles that will be saved by this. Well, I think you're old enough to remember this. Mm -hmm. Do you remember back in either the late seventies or the early eighties where they were talking about how infants were being suffocated because they somehow, some way, uh, rolled into or came in contact with like a uh dry cleaning bag and it's oh yeah yeah suffocated yeah i remember that do you remember that yeah that was like the early 80s that's what i'm saying so somehow these infants were coming in contact with plastic bags right and they were dying due mm-hmm. to this, due to these these uh, dry cleaning bags. Yeah. It's like, don't put a bag over your head. You might suffocate. Yeah, gee, thanks. Well, apparently in New York, this is a problem. Mm, okay. So New York has finally enforced the plastic ba- bag ban starting on October 19th. Oh, thank God. So we got a, a month from today mm-hmm. to somehow rid our homes of the plastic bag trash. I can't wait to see those greasy stained fucking paper bags with shit in it from dogs. No, 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 not paper bags, the plastic. No, but that, but you're going to have to replace them with plat with paper. Yeah, you're probably right. So now you're going to have people collecting their dog shit with paper bags. Then you're going to see them in the summer. They're going to be walking and that shit is going to be fucking sweating in that fucking hot paper bag. 
it'll work its way through the bottom of the bag and fucking fall and leave a big old streak down their leg. Right. From walking. Right. It's going to become a new term in New York. Old shit leg. <laughs> it's common. Well, I want to ask you, Chris. All right. You're, you're a, um, you know, you, you served in the military. Yeah. You, you know, recovered from a tragic fire mm -hmm. uh, accident. Right. Are you concerned with plastic bags? My number one fear, Neely. It's Is my it? Number, it's my number one fear. Well, let me ask you something. When you, when you lay your coconut head, uh, when you lay your coconut head down on your pillow, mm -hmm. Whatever time of the day that is, whether it's 4 a.m. or 4 p.m. You know, 7, 7 in the morning or right. whatever it is. Yeah. Do you worry about a plastic bag somehow infiltrating your bedroom? First thing I do before I lay down is make sure that my my pillow is not still wrapped in the plastic bag, Neely. Thank you. Thank I, you, Mr. Lindell. I have the I have the my pillow. Do you? Do you yeah. enjoy the my pillow? Gotta say, I was a little bit skeptical of the my pillow. It's the fucking shit. All right, it's well worth the sixty bucks or whatever it is for a fucking pillow. It's fantastic. Right. Uh, I might invest in the my pillow if it's if you endorse it. I think I might invest in it. I absolutely endorse the my pillow. It is fantastic. All right. So, do you are you concerned in any way, shape, or form that somehow, some way that a that a plastic bag from Walmart is somehow going to infiltrate your sleeping quarters and suffocate you. No, not at all. Come on. But that's not who we're protecting. Neely. We're protecting the environment. <laughs> okay. Don't you understand? We got to protect the turtles and the fish. Oh, and the there we are. That's what we need to do. All right. Well, anyway, Half a year after the original plastic bag ban was scheduled to go into effect, mm -hmm. New York will finally start enforcing the policy next month, according to a letter filed in court on Friday. So brave. So bold. <laughs> of course it is. Weeks after the state beat back. <laughs> they beat back. They beat back the legal challenge filed by bodega owners and plastic bag company, the Department of Environmental Conserv uh, Conservation, will start requiring stores to comply with the plastic bag prohibition on October 19th. Thank God. According to the letter signed by the assistant attorney general, Susan Taylor. Cunt. <laughs> Last month, the ban on single use plastic bags was uploaded or upheld in the uh, state Supreme Court. Justin Gerald Conley ruled in favor of the ban which initially took effect back in March before the enforcement was delayed. First of all, stop right there before I'll let you keep reading. But <laughs> I, I may be alone in this, but I don't think I am. I don't think these bags are single use. I don't think anybody uses them as a single use. 
everybody that I know has a fucking stockpile of these bags in like under a sink or something, and they use it for other purposes. Most people don't just fucking go to Walmart, fill a bag full of fucking groceries, come home and throw the bag out, do they? Well, I personally have. I, I'm going to be a testament to this. Okay. I have a lot of extra plastic bags, which I line my garbage cans with. Sure. But when I get too many, when I come home from the grocery store and I, you know, I have a lot of bags left mm -hmm. over, I, I literally do throw them into the um, recycle trash can. But on average, you, you, you recycle, you probably use, use a bag at least one and a half times on average. Maybe. Yeah. So, so even you don't just bring it home and throw it right away. You bring home a paper bag and you throw that away every fucking time. Yeah, of course. Unless you, got, unless you got a kid in fucking junior high and you got to wrap his books in that shit. Does anybody even do that anymore? I don't even know. I mean, that was something that you and I would do. We used to, uh, you know, put, make, make book covers out of, out of, out of grocery bags. I still did it when my kids were in school because they were telling us it was like $89 for a fucking book. If you got a scratch on it. Yeah, of course. So I guess I made my kids look like fucking poor white trash, but I don't care. I did it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Plus we wrote all the graffiti on the cover of the book. I love Stacy Hart <laughs> Arrow. <laughs> M Mrs. Chris Aiken. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Stacy Aiken. S T plus C A. I just Hart. Wanted see, I just wanted to see how that looked on stationery, so I wrote it on my book. Right. <laughs> Right under my fucking Metallica logo and my Motley <laughs> Crue symbol. <laughs> a lot of people, maybe a lot of people who listen to this show have absolutely zero idea yeah. what we're talking about. All the young people don't get it. All the fucking jackal age people, they fucking certainly get it. Yeah. We wrapped our books in, in grocery bags. Yeah. And then we decorated it with our own uh, graffiti. Yeah, there was a, there. I mean, there was a whole magic to it—the way you cut it and the way it, you know, you taped it together so it would slide on and off the book, but it wouldn't just fall off the book. There yeah. was a whole thing to it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's we all knew it. That's the first thing you did the first day of school when you got all your textbooks. You brought mm -hmm. them home and you wrapped them in uh, grocery bags. That's right. And it lasted you the whole year. Yeah. Between that and those fucking trapper keepers with the trapper folders, <laughs> you had places for graffiti for the whole school year. Of course. God damn. I, I, I wish I could go back. In time. <laughs> that was like the life. See, now these jerk offs, they probably don't even have books. They just have a fucking iPad. Of course. Uh, that was when life was still magical. Yeah. just when it was good. All right. Uh, getting back to the article. Yeah. Uh, Conley, however, noted in his ruling that certain aspects of the regulations uh, regarding thicker, reusable plastic bags contradicted the 
measure itself. He said it's up to the lawmakers to come up with legislation that expands a list of drumroll police <laughs> exempted bags <laughs> exempted bags <laughs> this is what our lawmakers are spending their time on they're, they're spending their time on whether they should legislate bags <laughs> depending on how hard <laughs> on here on their thickness <laughs> Uh, Mayor Cuomo, I have these bags. Could you inspect them and give me an exemption to use them, please? Right. right. Are they four, are they four millimeter or are they five? You know, millimeter. Are these reusable or are these just disposable? How do we regulate these? And how long before certain individuals are are exempt from following the bag rule? Exactly. You know that's next. This this is what our fucking reg our regulators, our, our legislators are busy doing. And what about trash bags? <laughs> what, a hefty bag or is it like an off-brand bag? I what mean, it's a very small hefty bag. Well, if it's hefty, it, it automatically gets a pass because they're a tried and true, uh, you know, brand. What but about an extra large Ziploc bag? No, 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 no. Ziploc, uh, you know, they don't quite cut it. So they have to pass the standard. So moms are going to be fucking wrapping their, their kid's sandwich in a, in a paper towel. Uh, yeah, I think so. Tape it shut. <laughs> Fantastic. The, this is what our legislatures are spending their time doing. Fantastic. They're, they're legislating plastic bags. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there's nothing else of any importance to be dealing with. Well, uh, if you if you hadn't already soiled your career with you know doing the shows that you've done doing yeah. this show, yeah. and you could run for you know political office, whether mm -hmm. it's a state legislature or yeah. you know whatever, how would you sit there and deal with this, dude? I I, I have to say I would run a bag positive campaign. I would, I would run on a campaign of paper bags. If I am elected governor of your state, I promise to outlaw the hefty and the Ziploc bags immediately. Because, well, well, you gotta, you gotta talk about the environmental impact. The same day as Joe, Joe Biden, my colleague regulates everybody wearing a mask. I will regulate that you must also use a paper bag. Yeah, yeah, but but you have to talk about how the paper bag or the plastic bag rather impacts the environment. Well, Neely, in my campaign, I must tell you, we are very concerned about the turtles that, that come <laughs> off of the beach there in Atlantic City. There you go. I just have to tell you, Neely, this is a little known fact, but there are 300 turtles a year that come up dead on the sea shore with straws and plastic bags on their face. Right. And it is, it's, it's a criminal thing. And without the turtles, the entire ecosystem will fail. Right. Because, you know, because it becomes an imbalance without the 300 right. turtles that die from plastic bag suffocation every year. Neely, do you realize that the temperature here in New York is up 0.18 of a percent due to dead turtles? <laughs> What well, what does AOC have to say about this? There, 
uh, Senator Aiken. Uh, AOC is with me on this cause. In fact, she is going to start by wrapping a paper bag around her head to just prove that it can't kill you. She is she is a uh, true believer in the paper bag initiative, Neely. Well, you can kind of convince her to use a plastic bag around her head and perhaps uh, cause her to expire. Well, what I was planning to do was a demonstration. I was going to have her and a turtle at, <laughs> at a press conference. I was going to wrap the turtle's head in a paper bag right. and hers in a plastic bag. Right. And I wanted to see how how long it would take before each um, expired. expired. Exactly. And I think that AOC would be willing to do this as a, you know, as somebody that cares so greatly for the environment. Right. If she can save one turtle, she will be doing her job. I, I, I can get behind that. (laughs) I vote for you, Senator Aiken. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate your confidence in me. And let me just tell you one last thing. Hashtag bag lives matter. (laughs) BLM bag lives matter. Exactly. Thank you. New Yorkers use a staggering. I hate to ask for this again. Another drum roll, please. 23 billion that's a billion with a b plastic bags each year wow (laughs) 23 billion Mm -hmm. many of these bags litter our neighborhoods parks rivers and ultimately are swept into the ocean great um i mean terrible i'm sorry did i misspeak After the law is fully enforced, New Yorkers will see a noticeable decline in plastic bag litter in every corner of the state. Well, no shit. (laughs) If they're not going to be able to use them, of course, there'll be less of them thrown in the street. You know what they're going to see? A giant increase in paper bag litter. (laughs) 23 billion bags? A billion bags? You don't think that they're going to just see fucking people throwing paperbacks out their windows? People are going to be walking around fucking throwing their dog shit into a fucking lunch bag and throwing it out their fucking window. Now you're going to have fucking, not only is, at least with a paper, with a plastic bag, you can clean it up. Yeah. You can fucking scoop it up and throw it away. A paper bag, Paper bag with something wet in it, it's going to disintegrate somewhat and, you know, get all moldy and shit. Fuck that. Biodegradable. Yeah, great. That's great if you wait 600 years for it to fucking disappear. (laughs) That's not going to be too great for the fucking guy trying to pick it up and it's a soggy piece of shit. Exactly. You You ever try to pick up a fucking newspaper that's been out in the rain all day? You goddamn need a shovel to get it up. The law bars grocery stores and bodegas from offering thin, single-use plastic bags to its customers. Okay. Many counties across the state have already implemented a five-cent fee per bag, which is meant to encourage shoppers to bring reusable bags. (laughs) Great. 
So in, in other words, if you're going to go shop at Walmart or wherever the hell you shop, mm -hmm. you're going to need five cents a bag. But you could bring a hefty bag. You could. Mm -hmm. You could. But thinking about that, five cents a bag. Yeah. Think about that. If you Jeez. had 10 bags of groceries. Oh my God. 50 that, that'd be 50 cents. Yeah. I would be personally, I would be throwing them out in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would just go, I got 50 cents. I'm going to, you know, destroy the, the, uh, environmental, uh, you know, impact of the, uh, community. Look, here's $25. I want every bag in the whole fucking store. <laughs> give me them all. And the rest of you can fucking fend for yourself with a cart. And no bags. Yeah. Give me stacks of bags. I've got $50 that what will that buy me? $50 will that buy me uh, 10,000 bags. Now, how many bags you got in here? I'll take them all. Here's $42. I want them all. Fuck the other customers. I want all the bags because bags lives matter. I would do that. Fuck. Yeah. I would do that. Just be a dick. It's yeah, like I mean, how at, at five cents a piece, how much could it possibly cost to take every bag at a Walmart? A hundred bucks. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of my point. You get 20 for a buck. Do you think they have more than 2,000 fucking bags? I'm sure they do. Take them all. For $100, I would buy $100 worth of plastic bags. And leave them at the counter? No. <laughs> I, I would I would roll down the window in my car. Right. As I drove down the street, I would just randomly just toss them out the window. Yeah, just throw them out there. Yeah. I would just let the wind catch them and let them blow. That's right. It's like I'm spending my hundred dollars wisely because I'm not concerned about sea turtles and yeah. You know. At this point, I want to go to the pet store, buy up all the turtles, throw them in a bag, and throw them out the fucking window. Fuck you and your turtles. Yeah. I will happily throw those fucking turtles right out the window and have a fucking eighteen wheeler roll it over. Exactly. See how strong that shell is. See if that bag helps them any. Right. Fuck off with your fucking environmental shit. Yeah. <laughs> Five cents a bag. Jesus Christ. That's what they're worried about in New York? Yeah. Did it cost a goddamn well, nickel? Well, we got, you know, Governor Cuomo out there who packed the, uh, you know, rest homes and the nursing homes with COVID patients and killed all those people. Well, while he's worried about five cent bag, why doesn't he fucking regulate sugar filled gumballs in gum machines? Those are probably a nickel, maybe even a dime. What a dick. This fucking Cuomo's a cunt face. Well, let's not, let's not talk about the, uh, you know, the retirement homes and the assisted living centers that he packed, uh, you know, COVID positive patients into and killed all those, you know, all those old people. Yeah. Well, he could have used the bags and saved us a lot of time. He could have still called them COVID deaths and just choked them out with the bags. Well, let's not do that. He's got Shh. an abundance of them now. Shh. Jesus. 
How about you take a fucking bag with a turtle and whack one of these old people in the head? Kill them that way, too. Right. Give them old turtle brain. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. Oh, sorry. Five cent fucking bags and he's regulating this shit. Fuck you. What a fucking turd. <laughs> and not the kind in a paper bag lit on fire either, you fuck. Jesus Christ. Michelle Obama says that's black America. Oh, oh does she? Yeah. She has something to say about our turtle problem? <laughs> she does. I see. Michael Obama speaks up. Mm, good. But uh, regardless of that, uh, you know, we're, we're concerned about the environment. Thank God. Worried about turtles. We're worried about birds. Mm. You know. They might be breathing in these plastic bags, these one-use plastic bags. Right. People are throwing them away. Mm-hmm. They're just throwing them out their car window. Right. God damn it. So we need to charge them five cents for doing that. Well, that'll teach them. <laughs> they charge them five cents for every bag that they use. Yeah. In the course of a whole year, what is that? An extra three bucks out of their pocket? <laughs> oh, basically. Holy shit. Not the $3 fine. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, you know, I, I shop, you know, unlike you, because you like to do your curbside pickup or free, mm -hmm. yeah. but I, I actually do to do go to a grocery store. Yeah. They don't charge for the plastic bags. Yeah. But even if they did. Mm-hmm. When I go there on a weekly basis, my plastic bag intake is about five bags. Yeah. So five times five is what? 25. 25 cents. Yeah. So if I take my groceries home in a plastic bag, it costs me a quarter. Yeah, well. And I mean, throw them in the uh, recycle bin after I unload them and put them in my refrigerator and my... um my uh, cupboards or whatever it is that I buy. Yeah. It cost me 25 cents. You don't feel bad about that 25 cents of damage no, you did the environment? It doesn't bother me at all. You hurt the environment 25 cents worth, Neely. <laughs> Let me just tell you, I used to shop at this store called Save-A-Lot because it's cheap. You know, it's, it's cheap groceries and it's actually not bad. Okay. And when you would get to the end, I think it was a quarter a bag. You had to buy, like, they didn't bag anything up. Like, you had to bag your own shit up. And, and you, you had to, you know, nobody ever had their bags. So you'd literally be in the aisles fucking dumping shit out to take boxes and shit with you. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like Aldi. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I get but at least they check. I mean, they sort of, put the stuff at least in a box or whatever at Aldi, but save a lot. They don't do shit. They move it from one cart to another. And then there's a big, there's a big, like, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like a table and yeah. you dump all your food on the table and start bagging it up and it's sticking right. it in, the, in the thing. Sure. But, and it was like 25 cents a bag. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. 25 cents a bag, yeah, a quarter a bag. Well, I guess I guess the uh, charge in New York is a lot cheaper. A cheaper bag. Yeah, well, I'm gonna tell you this: I never once knew how much they charged me for the fucking bags. All right, 
I always just said, give me enough bags to put all this shit in. So you, you got five or eight bags or whatever it was. It could have been five. It could have been 55. I don't fucking know. It was like a dollar and a quarter dollar 50. And guess what? When they're ringing up $220 worth of fucking groceries or whatever, that extra dollar 50 doesn't really make a big difference. If it's a dollar 50 or six bucks, I ain't going to know either way. I'm not going to look at that bill and go, wait a minute. This is two twenty six fifty. I had it calculated at two nineteen. <laughs> what is this? Did you fuck me with the bags? Of course not. You just fucking deal with it. Jesus Christ. Right. Just, this is so fucking stupid. I agree. God damn. Well, again, this is a feel good story. It's, it's, oh, I feel great. That. Oh, well, they're finally doing something about the environment. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. I'm going to tell you this. There's another one. This isn't bags, but this is fucking fucking, um, uh, straws. Okay. I, I, I forget where, where we got food from two weeks ago. We got food from somewhere and they delivered it with a paper straw. Yeah. That is unfucking usable. Yeah, of course, because as soon as it hits the liquid, it becomes mush. It becomes mush, and as soon as it hits your mouth, it fucking yeah. sticks to your goddamn face. Of course. It's fucking terrible. I I, I went to take a sip off of uh, whatever, the lemonade or whatever I was drinking, All right. and it was fucking sticking to my face. I took that motherfucker right out and was like, fuck this. Yeah. And then I got fucking paper in my fucking lemonade. Anybody that thinks that a fucking paper straw is good is a fucking idiot. Well, it's good for the environment. Because Fuck the environment. We're not going to be here. Biodegradable. You're right. Let's let's get rid of all the plastic so that we can, so that the earth can last another eight years or none if a fucking asteroid hits it. Guess what? If an asteroid hits this fucking ball, not a goddamn amount of conservation is going to save it. There's not going to, New York's not going to be less fucking gone because they fucking got rid of the bags. All the bags and the turtles will be melted into nothing. You fucking morons. Enough well, with the conservation. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a quick story before we take a short break here, but uh, back in 2000, so we're, mm-hmm. we're talking 20 years ago. Yeah. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. How old are you now? 50, I'll be 52 next month. All right. So you're just 22 or I mean, 32 rather. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are 32. So I had a job. I only took it for about six weeks. Okay. I was, um, hauling quote unquote refuse. Okay. From the Akron. Um, what do you want to call it? Uh, it was a basically where the where all the um um garbage trucks dump off all the shit okay it was a transfer station is what it was is all where right. where all the uh where all the trash trucks come in and they dump off all the stuff that they picked up during sure. the day okay so i i would haul that stuff down to the uh landfill right and there was a local state regulator, I guess you would call him Mm -hmm. that, uh, kind of 
watch the trucks coming in and out of this place. Right. And you had to be really careful that uh, you didn't or or you made sure that all of the refuse was out of the bed of your truck. Okay. <laughs> because those plastic bags that we're talking about would stick to the side of the truck. Right. And as you were going down the road, if one of them was still stuck in the bed of your truck and it would uh, catch the air as it would. Right. And it would blow out of your truck. Mm-hmm. They would pull you over and give you a ticket for that. For, okay. For, for littering. Right. So you could actually get a ticket for one of these plastic bags uh, <laughs> blowing out of the bed of your truck because uh, it didn't all get into the landfill. Oh, that's good. So that was one of the things when you before you left the landfill. You had to be careful that uh, you didn't have any of those plastic bags right. on in the side of the truck or something. Because if you went down the road and, you know, that that uh, environmental guy or the Department of Transportation guys saw you blow a bag mm-hmm. out of your truck, you could get pulled over and get a ticket for it. Ridiculous. <laughs> that was 20 years ago. Right. So that was one of the things we had to be careful about. Right. Is that, holy shit, one of those plastic grocery bags blew out of the truck and blew, you know, uh, polluted the environment. But meanwhile, you could throw a fucking lit cigarette out your fucking window, even though half the goddamn cars leak either gas or oil. Yeah, no problem. No problem with that. But that bag, look out. Yeah. It's. (laughs) So I think about that. It's like, holy shit, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But we're worried about those plastic bags. Yeah, we are terrified. Because, because it's going to end the end the existence of the world as we know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you are. Can't happen soon enough if you ask me. Right. All right. I'm going to let you pick a tune. All right. Um, bu- 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 how about um, Anger Rising from Jerry Cantrell? Okay. That'll be All right. I think we can do that. Jerry Cantrell, of course, uh, from Alice in Chains. Right. And, uh, you know, I think uh, that uh, Jerry Cantrell's solo release was uh, very. Uh, Alice in Chains like. Yeah. yeah, it's just another Alice in Chains type. Which works for me. Yeah, it, it sounded I remember when that CD came out that um uh yeah. it was like, well, what's the difference between this uh and Alice in Chains? Yeah, not much. You know what? <laughs> to accommodate PC in the chat room, I'm going to change up. I still want to hear that song. Okay. But before you play that song, um I would like to hear um higher by Creed. Really? That is, a, that is a request from PC in the chat room. He wants to hear some Creed. So I think Creed would be, I don't know if it's called Take You Higher or Higher or what, but since they're asking for it in the chat room, I'm happy to give it to them. Really? Yeah. See, I've never been a Creed fan. Well, this is your time to learn. Well, I, I heard the song. I know the song. <laughs> you can be You can be like a PC in the chat room. A Creed fan. 
Well, I'll never be a Creed fan, <laughs> but I'll, I'll listen to it. I, I know the song. All right, perfect. I, I never got them. I, I know when they were really popular back in the nineties and the early two thousands and it was, sure. like, yeah, these guys don't resonate with me at all. Oh, there you go. But, uh, okay. I'll play it. There we go. All right. Well, here's uh creed uh, as a band. I never thought we would play on the show, but <laughs> we're going to play it. Perfect. So here it is. It's higher exclusively here on your classic metal show. 